This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Among the most common counter-arguments to police abolition is the question of what to do in an emergency. In 2017, a group of black-led tech entrepreneurs created an independent online police reporting service. Some years later, realizing that it did little to actually curb police violence, the group, named Rahim, pivoted to building a new system called Patch. Its creators call it, quote, an unprecedented nationwide network of mobile crisis teams, health and social services, and abolitionist organizations responding to crises with care, not violence. My guest is Cosette Ayele, organizing director of Rahim. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's go through that story in a little bit more detail. I mentioned that this started in 2017. What was the original project and why was it not adequate? So the original project of Rahim was actually a chatbot that would receive um, any kind of complaints against police and connect people with um, community organizers, uh, lawyers, and even therapists to assist them as they made their complaints against police. Because we know that typically when you make a complaint against a police department in any major city, you usually have to make that complaint with the police department. And we can't, you know, trust police to hold themselves accountable. So it is uh, really a way, really was um, perceived to be a way we would uh, support people in holding police accountable for the harm and violence that they have faced. Um, But the more that we began to receive uh, different requests for um, help and also different uh, complaints, we often heard, at least from our community, that a lot of the situations they were in, they didn't want to call the police in the first place. And we know that communities have really been providing care for one another, um, even prior to the existence of police. And we also wanted to create a way for people to access that care um, without having to rely on police and um, make themselves and also be exposed to police violence. Um, So that's why we really pivoted in our um, abolitionist journey (laughs) and um, wanted to make sure that we were creating a tool that people could use to access care as an alternative to policing. So tell me about Patch, which is uh, the uh, this new project that's in the works. How is it different from the original? Of course. So Patch uh, stands for People and Technology for Community Health. Patch is a app or dispatch system that um, our team of Black engineers created for community-based crisis response teams or CCRTs to um, basically facilitate providing care to the communities that they serve. Patch can be used to coordinate volunteers. It can be used to schedule shifts for crisis response teams. It can also be used to categorize different calls um, and also texts that people receive that um, the organizations that we work with receive um, about different crises that people are experiencing. So essentially, Patch is a tech solution to the issue of um, police violence and community crisis response. 
uh, organizations and small collectives of people that want to create care pods or CCRTs in their neighborhoods can get a demo with us and learn how to use Patch to help coordinate their care. What will this look like when it's ready? Is this the kind of thing that you imagine people having apps, this app on their smartphone and connecting with their local community? It's the kind of thing I imagine that requires people to be engaged in before crisis hits, right? Yeah. So, um, one thing that we often uh, like to talk about is how we're different from another app called Citizen. Um, Citizen is an app that um, anybody can download, anybody can access, and uh, can use for different purposes. And we think that the real issue with that is that you create a tool for um, vigilantism. And we know how uh, vigilantism and uh, turns out when we look at um, anti-Black racism and uh, Asian hate. So we really wanted to create Patch in a way that only organizations and collectives of people that share our abolitionist do no harm values can use it. Um, so right now, if uh, an organization or a collective of people want to create a care pod or a community-based crisis response team, they can reach out to us to receive not only a demo of Patch and the ability to use Patch to help coordinate their responses, but they can also get connected to our Patch network. The Patch Network is a nationwide network of mobile crisis teams, health and social services providers, and abolitionist organizers who all know this work best and have been doing it even before the popularization of defund um, demands to defund the police. Um, and many have been responding to people in crisis and delivering care for years. But one common denominator is that everyone believes that police do not keep us safe. So essentially, these organizations can receive strategy assistance from us as they work to build up a crisis care team. Um, and they can also use the app to help facilitate what those responses look like. So ideally, what this would look like is an organization uses patch to receive the calls that they get, and then they respond in um, their local area. So it's really based on people and, and uh, people power and people getting involved um, and also people trusting in themselves and in their own empathy to know that they can provide care to someone in need. So what uh, is there? Is there an example of the kind of work? I imagine, you know, one example that comes to mind is domestic violence. Um, somebody might be the victim of domestic violence and um, instead of, and she might be very worried about calling the police, perhaps she's an undocumented immigrant or she lives in an over-policed community and knows people have been beaten and or killed by police or, you know, the, it ends up that the victim is arrested rather than the perpetrator. Uh, she would use the app which would then link her to what a local domestic violence support group that would help give her the resources she needs is this the kind of thing that you imagine can happen um actually it's kind of the opposite in that um we are the tool that the organization she would reach out to uses so we are internal to the organizations that provide the care we're not external facing it's not that um, a person is reaching out to us for help um, and uh, we're connecting that person to care. 
it's that the person um, is aware of the resource in their local community and the organization in their local community uses patch to kind of coordinate their care. Um, and I think this was really important for us because uh, a lot of mobile crisis teams are popping up around um, most major cities. And right now they respond to uh, so anywhere between one to 3% of uh, calls that they receive, which means they're really not receiving the funding that they need in order to be sustainable. So we wanted to make sure that organizations have uh, really what's called a computer assisted dispatch system or CAD system that is free for them to use. Um, and so they could make their uh, outreach to people who need care more efficient. But one thing I did want to highlight when you brought up um, the domestic violence situation, we really do want to ensure that um, people are remaining safe when they're doing um, community crisis care. And we also know that a lot of people uh, can de-escalate situations like that with some simple trainings um, that are also culturally intuitive. So we are also working on providing trainings and partnership with local community organizations that help um, any and everybody learn how to de-escalate a crisis, um, especially one where um, someone may be in danger. But a lot of the critique that um, uh, community-based crisis gets is that these people aren't trained, these people aren't able to answer a crisis call. But one thing that I know is that um, a recent study by the Vera Institute found that in most major cities, fewer than 3% of calls to 911 actually involved any kind of violent crime, even though police are dispatched 88% of the time. So we really know that for a lot of these calls, police don't need to be there anyway. And it's really just the system of policing as a system of um, racist capitalism. Um, that is taking actual funding and sustainable resources away from these community-based teams that can actually um, provide help and not harm. And, and the police themselves are not necessarily, if you're talking about training or the critique that there may not be enough training, uh, the police themselves are not trained in de-escalating situations, right? They're trained in escalating violence. Exactly. And we also don't want to, you know, lean into the fact that it's just training. It's really the system of policing that um, sets people up for harm when 911 is called. Um, a lot of studies show that even when police have been trained um, in CIT programs, that they still often maintain the same stigmas. Um, even with the training. So it's not just that throwing money or additional training at police are going to make them actually care about Black and Brown lives. It's actually making sure that Black and Brown people and community organizations have the funding and resources and technical solutions that they need in order to get those responses out themselves. How far along is this patch network, Hassan? Yeah, of course. So um, right now, we have um, almost uh, 80 organizations that are part of our network. Not all of them are doing uh, community-based crisis response, but all of them are working towards creating that in their locality. Um, but I do want to highlight um, a couple of our partners that we have been working with and that are building towards using Patch as a part of their community response. 
Um, one is Cambridge Heart. Cambridge Heart is an organization that um, spawned from the Black response in Cambridge. And they are in the beginning stages of creating um, their community crisis response team to assist the people um, of Cambridge with both emergency and non-emergency um, uh, crises. And also, um, I want to highlight Dasher, um, which is an organization based in Denver, Colorado, that primarily surprise, uh, provides support to unhoused communities. So one thing we know, um, and we also want to use Patch 4, is not just for behavioral health and mental health crises, but also for cop watching. Um, we know that the main way that cities have decided to deal with the issue of homelessness has been to um, throw away people's belongings and remove encampments. So we really support rapid response organizations that do cop watching and also encampment support in a rapid response capacity. So both organizations that are providing that behavioral health care um, and um, general community support can also provide support to our unhoused neighbors. Are you in the process of uh, obtaining funding to finish the project? How can people find out more and support the work you're doing? Yeah, so I really wanna, you know, um, lift up some action steps. Thanks for offering that. I think one thing that, you know, I really like folks that are really committed to this idea, you know, of a world where we can respond to people with care and not violence is to plug into local organizations and support them, you know, among your friend group, among your, you know, community, create a care pod or join ones that already exist. And you can tap into a patch network meeting to learn more about what creating a care pod is. And you can do this also by starting a combo with your friends and family about what you would do differently next time you witness a crisis. You know, we often know that 911 is the main number that we can call, um, but there are tons of other resources out there if only we take um, special steps to find them. Um, and in terms of, you know, how you can support us, yeah, just join our network, you know, as an individual, as an organization, become a part of our network so that we can do some um, shared learning about what crisis response looks like in your community and how we can build alternatives to police. Kosa, thank you so much for joining us today and good luck to you. Thank you so much for having me. My guest has been Cosette Ayele. She is an organizing director with Rahim. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.